Good day, listeners. Another episode of Driving Business with your host, Andrew Weckman. I should say driving host, because that's the whole premise behind this, is that I am currently driving while I provide a podcast. Um, As you may have heard in the first episode, this is episode two now, um, there is um, a lot of negative feedback on competition. But, uh, like I said, this is something that we're accustomed to. This is capitalism. This is what we do as Americans. And it's served us well many years to help spark innovation, creation, all kinds of good stuff that we all most likely use every day. Uh, So with that said, I failed to mention that we also are an international organization where we have Canadian division as well as the American division Um, and people ask well how did you expand into Canada well it's been probably about three years now that we were up in Canada uh, primarily for helping students with education Um, wasn't necessarily geared towards entrepreneurial education more specifically but just education in general and in Canada in Ontario there was a school for <clears throat> the arts session <coughs> excuse me essentially the performing arts music culinary all kinds of disciplines under this parent school um, that reached out to us to find some scholarship opportunities for their students and to help grow their student population. And we initially were going to do it as a United States division only and service Canadian students. However, it doesn't work at easily as we found out. So this episode is probably geared towards more an international perspective on doing business. Um, So we had to form our own Canadian division in Canada. Now that process is a lot different than the United States. And they actually, what's interesting is they use words that are not in our everyday vernacular as Americans. So that was a little culture shock begin with but then also learning how they're set up and how they operate is is a big learning curve so what we end up doing is setting up a public charity in Canada and it's a little different than just being called a nonprofit where you have to go an extra extra mile essentially figuratively speaking to prove to the government that you exist for the good of the public, the people. And so they are real specific on what you can and cannot do as an organization if you want to remain a charitable entity. Um, So they keep a real close look at your activities, your earnings, your expenses, make sure everything is being done on a legitimate basis. 
Now, up there, if you want to give a monetary donation, you have to give it to a what they call qualified donee, which is basically another charity, in order for it to be acceptable. Or you have to give it to the beneficiaries of your mission, essentially. So if it's for students, the money has to go to students. I couldn't just give another word, you know, organization, even though it may be a nonprofit like a soccer club or something of that nature, money because it goes against the laws in Canada. So that was a unique uh, experience to, to learn. And the process itself took well over a year to file the documents, pay the fees, and have it reviewed, have it rejected, our application initially, because it wasn't specific enough on what we were doing. So we had to revise the whole application to meet the standards that they were looking for. So it went through two rounds of reviews, and finally the charities directorate which is the guy in charge up there, or lady in charge, that put their stamp of approval on our organization. So we finally got our charity status in Canada, and you, you can find that on our website, uh, www.weckmaninitiative.org. And as you'll see, there's a Canadian link to go to our Canadian division. Um, so that's basically everything that we had to do to get started uh, not only that it had to be registered as a charity but it also had to be registered just as a business entity in itself similar to how we have the Department of State and then the Attorney General's office they have two different agencies as well that overlook um, the charities so every year you have to file with them to say here's our activity this is what we've done, this is what we paid, this is what we earned, and what we plan on doing for the next year. So, that's basically the bulk of it. Um, it's got the other similarities of running a charity, like in the United States, where you don't really, I mean, it, they say non-profit, but you do have to make a profit in order to survive. It all depends on what that profit's used for, and because you're a charity, it goes back into the organization um, and great people can still take salaries from it and there could be volunteers and internships and stuff like that that you do for for labor and manpower but um, you can't just pull from it as like a bonus or there's no stock there's nothing like that uh, in a charity here or there so um, what we end up doing was fostering a a business relationship and a, a personal relationship up in Canada with the school and every before COVID happened every year we would uh, make a physical visitation uh, twice well twice a year um, or two times and get up to date with how things are going how the progress is where we're headed basically a um, almost like a state of the union type of address not to be political, but similar on how an annual meeting would be. But we would go up twice. And that's basically what we've been working on in Canada for, for the most part. Um, 
now the the whole international thing too with having two different divisions is you, we cannot use United States donations and give it to Canadian um, recipients, I should say, or provide tax deductions for cross currencies, I guess. So what I'm trying to say is if you, if the donation came from Canada, the money has to stay in Canada. And if the donation came from the United States, the money has to stay in the United States. As far as feeding the donation and carrying on the mission. Because obviously we're two separate countries, two separate governments, and the rules are different. So that was a another um, enlightening experience to know that. So we end up putting a board of directors together in, in Canada to basically help run or administer that portion of, or that division. And then we have our separate board of directors in the United States running and administering or overseeing, governing the uh, nonprofit here. So with that said, that's why we had to create a separate entity because we couldn't move across the border that way, the way we would be easier, but not fiscally. So, but yeah, if you have any questions on international, especially with Canada, other countries may not be too helpful with, um, but like imports and exports, we've done a little bit with that as well. Uh, customs, those type of things. So if you have any questions on that, throw them in the comments. See if I, I or my team could help as, as best we can. And basically take it from there and continue on the entrepreneurial journey. Again, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. The best way to do that is through our link tree at www.linktr.ee slash Weckman, W-E-C-K-M-A-N. And like I said, there you'll find all the links to our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Patreon to do subscriptions for our podcasting as, as we grow. And we'll start creating some exclusive content um, that would have to be paid for to unlock um, and listen to. So stay tuned for all that fun stuff. And we're going to continue on. Like I said, thank you for listening. I hope it was informational, entertaining maybe, <laughs> and, and uh, educational. All right, signing off. Thank you very much.